Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday to you, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into some college football. The uh, college football playoff rankings. First official release is tonight. So what are you going to be looking for with these rankings? Who do you think will be the top four? And who do you think should be? The top four. Now we'll hit some NFL. It's trade deadline day. Is there anything more overrated than the NFL trade deadline? Nothing ever happens on the NFL trade deadline. Ever. Except for today, a Hall of Famer was trade. Oh, wait. That was an NBA trade. Not an NFL trade. Leonard Williams was traded yesterday from the Giants to the Seahawks. Will he be the biggest name that moves? We hear Saquon, we hear uh, Derrick Henry, saw some Jameis Winston maybe to the Vikings after Kirk Cousins went down. I heard a big one. What? You want to tell you? Want me to tell you now? Or yeah, go ahead. Uh, Chase Young. Okay, yeah. See, you hear all these names, and it never happens. Yeah. That's it's the one thing the NFL's not good at. It's trade deadline stuff. Well, I guess the I guess the point of getting people to talk about it, they win there. But as far as it actually ever, oh, uh, they'll have a three-hour special leading up to four, what, and, four, or five yeah, o'clock, it's f- three o'clock our time, our, three o'clock our. Yes, okay. I went the wrong way. Yeah, and well, that's nothing, what the NFL does. I mean, they they nothing ever happens. They're they're really good at. I mean, look at their. I mean, they make it a year-round thing, so they'll make this a full day event, and nothing will happen. Yeah. Kyler Murray, is he on the move? No. All this stuff happens for the draft because the draft is so important with the picks. Right. So anyhow, it's halfway point of the season. Who's better than you thought? Who might be worse than you thought? If I gave you a chance to change your Super Bowl pick right here at the halfway point of the season, would you? Who's the MVP at the halfway point? Top five in the league right now. Uh, World Series Game 3 last night. How did the Rangers come? Uh, did, manage to win that game to go up 2-1? And now... This is the 63rd time in World Series history where the series was tied 1-1. Going into last night, 40 of the previous 62 winners of Game 3 had went on to win the World Series. It was about 65%. Last year it didn't happen, though. Last year the Phillies won Game 3, and Houston ended up winning. But uh, the numbers are definitely with the Rangers. Man, the Aroldis Chapman experience. I don't know how Ranger fans did it all year. Holy cow. It is never ever just nice and smooth James Harden was traded I mentioned the NBA Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Famer traded yeah it was the NBA James Harden traded to the Clippers are they going to play with four basketballs how is this going to work out in Clipperland and it's 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 like uh Steve Ballmer and the crew out there at the Clippers are are recreating the post KD Thunder guess what that didn't work I mean, I, I get it. Harden was already gone, but still, it's like 
the ghost of Clipper or the ghost of Thunder's past is getting to get at the Clippers. And somehow last night the Thunder still got involved in that trade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like every time there's a trade at the very end, and Thunder get this or yeah. Thunder gave up this to get more caps. I mean, they do everything. They're always involved. It's yeah. awesome. <clears throat> yeah, there's no doubt that it's like. There can't be a trade, it feels like, without Presty being involved in it. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text. Someone's line. gonna go, who invited this guy to the party? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't, no. Did you invite him? He just him? keeps on showing up. <laughs> he just keeps slipping. Why in does there? he keep showing up? Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That is two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're gonna be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to KADSAM.com or download the app. The app has it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. Hits the website at midnight at thepennynews.com. Of course, the Big Elk and Paragon TV. Last week of the high school football regular season coming up on Friday. But just in time for the regular season High school basketball for the small schools to get started on Friday. We'll have to, I'll have to find out the schedule. I know there's a ton of games coming up Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Yeah, though. we don't need to. Uh, and then, we of course, <clears throat> Skinny on Sports Podcast is always available. Anywhere podcasts drop. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Man, what a fun game that was last night. Game three, World Series. I think I know when the, the, the turning point was. What did you think about when that, that game kind of changed? Honestly, the throw from right field, yep. I think that changed the momentum, and that's exactly what I said to my wife. I said that might have been the momentum changer. And then what happened in the uh, in the next inning? Rangers take a 3 nothing lead. Uh, so, I mean, it, that's what baseball is. It's infectious. You do something positive, and then it, it can translate into uh, runs and, and, and all that. So that's where I, I kind of circled. I circled that play and, and always, you know, who knows what would happen if he had scored or if, or if he had stopped. You know, yeah, First and third, nobody out. If he didn't run, yeah, <laughs> didn't run through the stop sign. Yeah, that one for me. That was the play for me. That and um, – I mean, that was the turning point. And then the, the defense was stellar uh, throughout the game. The, the double play, we'll get to Chapman, but when Chapman was on the bump and the double play, the kind of backhand flip was awesome. And so when you have like a def- defensive play like that, it, that – it, it, I think, and I mean, uh, Josh Young had some plays over there at third. I mean, it just, it's infectious when stuff like that happens. Uh, you know, you hear about that hitting is infectious. I think defense can be infectious too. Defense was stellar last night. Well, and it's, it's this game is to me always going to be remembered as the John Gray game. Yeah, he was great. He is the reason why the Texas Rangers won that game. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that play. I mean, just the way that that all happened there. What was it, the third inning? Second inning, second inning, when <clears throat> Chapman threw uh, Walker out at home. Instead of first and third, nobody out. Runner on second and one out, and then Scherzer, that's when he got hit. The end of that inning was when he got hit in the back or whatever, and ends up leading to him going out of the game <clears throat> a little bit later on. But then Gray comes in, throws three innings, gives up a single hit, strikes out three, didn't walk anybody. And carried carried the Rangers to the point where they got to their guys. I thought Smoltz made a great point. B 
because the, the, the Rangers' bullpen problems are well-documented. But, and, you know, the Chapman experience is what it is, right? But those, 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 the big three in the bullpen have been really good in the playoffs for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of, when a majority of these games that the Rangers have actually got it to the, the seventh inning, they've been able to win those games with, with, with the back end closing it down. In the regular season, it was more everybody, you know, the, everybody else was, was a giant problem. These guys haven't necessarily been that way in the playoffs. And so, well, Gray was in the rotation. I wonder if that's a thing, too. I thought it's... he was starting today. They they kept oh, on no. saying they kept on saying they hadn't named a starter. I could have swore I saw that they, that Bochi maybe it was Bochi leaning towards starting Gray in Game well, Four. Well, I think that changed when he. Well, had to absolutely come in, sure, but I yeah it uh, but I you know and we can the bullpen like you said it's been a problem it's and that's been the the Achilles heel all season long for this Ranger team, but Gray was not in the bullpen. He was in the rotation. Sure. And now he's in the bullpen and. He might have found a new lease on his MLB life, if that makes sense. So maybe he can go, like, hey, listen, I, he, if he's, because they asked him, do you like coming out of the bullpen? You know, he's like, I like it because I'm always staying ready and I got to be, you know, you never know when my number will be called. And and he was ready and he came in and he was great. So that that could be the, like the next step in his career is like, you know, everybody wants to be a starter, but he can make, he could be really good as a, as a reliever and, and, um, him being a reliever in this particular playoff run has been stellar. I mean, because he kept them right there in that five or when it was five to three forever mm-hmm. on Friday night. He was a big reason why that he just kind of held it at bay until the bats came alive, and then he came in for Scherzer and was great last night, just locked in. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, people go, yeah, the the bullpen, but I kind of want to say, well, Gray was never part of that bullpen. Now he is. Well, but, <laughs> but, but the point is, if he's not there. The Rangers probably don't win that game. Exactly. Uh, from what yeah. we saw all year long. Yeah. And that's just being able to get him back here. It's obviously, you're right. Game one, he's going to be the he, – he's never, unless he does something different later on, he's never going to be the MVP of the series. But he's damn sure the unsung hero of the series mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Seager, you know, that – it it's like he gets one hit a game, but it's a big one. <laughs> you know, and last night uh, it was the hardest hit ball in world in, in since they've had Statcast or whatever. That was the hardest hit ball in the World Series, and since 2015, since that came about, that was the <laughs> that was it. His approach is so lethal, and I love it. The first swing, looking for that first swing, that first pitch. He's swinging hard on that first pitch. He did it on Friday night. He did it last night. I yell at my girls in a good way. I say, "See, I love it when they attack early. This is what I want you to do." He's awesome. I, I, it, I love aggressive baseball like that. He's very aggressive at the plate. Question on the text line about Garcia. Uh, he took a swing in the, what the eighth inning, and exited the game. Um, I think everybody's still waiting on maybe MRIs. There's nothing official out from him yet today. That changes things a little bit, obviously, oh, with yeah. the tear he's been on throughout the not only the, the World Series but also the entirety of the postseason. So that's that'll be something that, that Ranger fans and and baseball fans are kind of waiting mm-hmm. to see the results of that. Obviously, Scherzer, I 
with the revelation of what Gray is or Gray has been, is this the end of the line? Are we done with the Scherzer experiment? And if it comes down to, say, game seven, because you'd think Evaldi would pitch game five, Montgomery would pitch game six. If it comes down to game seven, is the Scherzer experience over and it's just going to throw John Gray out there it, as the starter? It'll be like the ALCS. If there's a game seven, it, it could be get him in for as long as you can for a max of three innings and then rotate in another guy that just unload everybody. Have on, everybody have there. Everybody yeah. who can go uh, based on matchups and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, because by that time, that would be Saturday – uh, let's see, Evaldi would pitch tomorrow. So that's Thursday, Friday. I mean, that's a few days where he could come in and give you an inning or two. Yeah, if his back's good enough. Yeah. They just That's one thing. The Rangers feel like they're in a good spot if they got their guys to finish this thing off. That's, that's the one concern. But uh, 2-1 lead going tonight. Bullpen game tonight for both sides. Uh, they announced – I haven't even looked if they've actually announced starting pitchers. Heaney. Heaney for Texas, who's and, going um, for. I saw it. They actually, I saw Man it. to play. Man, I don't know. He's a lefty. Okay. I've seen him. So, yeah, this will be total, total bullpen game mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Mantiply. Praying Manis. I don't know. I'd... He's a lefty reliever for Arizona. We'll be on the hill. Yeah, it's, this would be one of those we see it. Feels like in modern, I don't know, since what, 2010 maybe or so. It feels like we see one of these games every single year in the World Series now because a lot of these teams don't have, and neither one of these teams have a fourth guy to go mm-hmm. and struggling to get a third healthy enough uh, to pitch at, at times as well. So, um, yeah, this will be – I'm going to say this will be the highest scoring game of the series. No, I can absolutely see that. Just because of the way it's going to be managed, the way it's going to be played, and, and not having you know one of those arms and – We'll see what happens. But how are you feeling? Optimistic, obviously, after a win. Um, how in the world do you handle the Aroldis Chapman experience for 162 games? Well, for one, last night I don't think there should have been an experience. I would have brought in LeClerc, honestly. Yeah, the he, problem he, with doing that is today. Right. and But he's just – the way he came in Friday, I kept him – how long did he go? Two, two, the two extra innings? Yeah, I think so. He was dialed in, but yeah, you're going to get what you get with with uh, Chapman. You're going to get awesome, hundred plus mile per hour fastball. They can't even see it, or you get a little out of control and, and out of the zone and and whatever. At least he 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 gave them. Uh, I mean, he was good enough to where you know he got the ground outs, you know, and he got the the obviously the double play, which is another one of the big highlights of the game. But yeah, it's. Uh, don't don't kid yourself. I was standing up with my hands on my head during every pitch when Chapman was on the. On the yeah, mound. It's, it's amazing. Just like this is gonna be really good or really bad. <laughs> a guy that can fire at like 104, and you're just so concerned <laughs> with him giving it up, right? Right. Yeah. All right, uh, James Harden traded. Oh, by the way, wait, wait. I got one other note. Did you see the ratings? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Game one. Yeah, who cares? Lowest of all time. Don't care. I know people and fans of Texas and Arizona don't care. No, they missed a damn good game. Yeah, nine point one seven million across all the Fox properties. So those fears did come true. I, I really thought there might be a bunch of people watch because it was different, um, different teams, 
And like we mentioned, those markets weren't, they aren't small markets, like no. number six and number 11, but maybe that just shows you where baseball is. And if it's not Yankees, Red Sox, or Dodgers, or maybe probably the Cubs, the, the entirety of the country isn't going to, isn't going to, isn't going to care. Um, James Harden traded to the Clippers. Him and PJ Tucker go west from Philly. The 76ers get back a boatload of picks. And they also, uh, who else was it? Uh, Mora, one of the Morris twins, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, and KJ Martin. And then another first round. The Thunder fired a first round pick. <laughs> I have no idea why, but they did. And <laughs> anyhow, uh, it's just, it's amazing. But. Clipper-wise, a lot of people kind of like their chances. If you get to see a full year, if, if you get to see Kawhi and Paul George healthy with with Westbrook out there, some other guys, uh, I know that I heard the guys talking after us. Defensively, when those guys play at the end of last year, the Clippers were by far and away the best defensive team in the league, which is not something you would think with that star power, right? You think score, 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 but – with George and with Kawhi, defensively, those guys are also just animals on that side of the floor. This obviously changes a little bit of that with Harden and his you know, lack of defensive capabilities. Where do you, what what happens? How does this team work? I'm just waiting for him to get mad and request another trade because he's not getting the ball enough. When you got guys who demand the ball, like like. Well, Kawhi, you mentioned it, so I'm just, you know, whatever. You know, I think trade grades, and I think, boy, anybody – I just don't like Harden. And not the attitude. It's just the attitude. When he can play, when he's 100% and, and playing on, on both sides of the court, which is rare every night, he's a great player. He can shoot it, obviously, and, and, and finds a way to get to the rim and get to the free throw line, but it's the attitude thing for me. And I just, and it just seems like, uh, I don't know, can the guy that I think on that team is a leader is Paul George. I've always liked him. I wonder if pairing him with Paul George or getting him on the same team, Paul George can direct this dude. But I don't know. I mean, you can you can see how it could work just from a basketball standpoint. If Harden would be the facilitator that he was, like kind of when he got to Philly or when he got to Brooklyn, where he was basically being the point guard and not the James Harden that that we saw in Houston. But how long does that last? Because of what his attitude. How long? How long does that make him happy? Does it make him happy for a whole year? If it makes him happy for a whole year, this team could be formidable. But if it makes him happy for three months and then he decides to start getting back to fat James Harden, who just wants to go, and then here come the you know here come injuries, here come the problem with this team is it ages. Is, are they going to have enough left in the tank when it gets down into the playoffs? I mean that dude is thirty four. Isn't that crazy? I mean we it's, it's like we that's a thing no one's really talking about. They're all the age. all those, and, and of course a lot of these guys came right through here, and so. It, I, I don't I forget how older how much older they are. 
than you you know because mm-hmm. we saw him. We, we think of baby faced James Harden and Russell Westbrook when they were twenty twenty one. That's been a long time that was ago. A while back. And so that's another thing that you got to take into account is how much older these guys are all getting. It's a total LA move. Try to get it, bring in a star for some pieces that probably helped you win. I do like that they got PJ Tucker. Speaking of old, he's getting old, but at least he he'll bring that mentality of we, not me. So that could help too. But I don't know. This feels feels like a hail mary they didn't have to make. I just don't. I thought we were going away from this as the, this super team because it hasn't worked well as as much as it has in the past. I thought it was more of a duo type, going back to a duo like Giannis and Lillard. So good, I, I don't know. We'll see. The good teams are. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Harden to get mad and want to leave. It'll happen. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise... We provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney Skinner and all the gang down at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, right here in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug is the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City with free local delivery, drive through pickup, They'll test you on the curbside. You got the vaccinations and the long-term care unit packaging, which they refer to as blister packs. All of that, a nice, neat, new little bow down there at 809 North Main. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. All right, Jared, NFL week ended last night with a whimper. The Chargers and the Bears. Golly, the Bears are just... Ouch. No, wait, wait. That was on Sunday. Last night it was Detroit. Even Detroit. a worse game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was even a worse game. Detroit and the and the Raiders. The poor Raiders. Devontae Adams. Poor Adams. Golly. I saw a video this morning. We could be talking about Devontae hitting a 98-yard touchdown catch and a 60-yarder, and Jimmy G threw it out of bounds both times. Detroit, hey, thanks a lot for scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Or not. I needed the... Uh, Last night in fantasy, Amon Ross St. Brown and the Detroit kicker going against us, needing to score less than 27 points. And the kicker had like 17 in the first half. Or 11 in the first half, ended up with 17. St. Brown got enough catches, so it was terrible. It's one thing to get beat by, like, you know, the receiver. It's a whole nother to get beat by the kicker. Just score touchdowns, Jared Goff, and that doesn't happen. You know, get four field goals. In a game that didn't need four field goals. Uh, So, trade deadline today. Yesterday, Leonard Williams, defensive lineman from the Giants, who, quite honestly, you don't even remember his name until you watch the Giants play, came from USC. He's a good player. There is no doubt about that. He is a very good player. He goes out to the Seahawks for some picks and stuff. Will he be the biggest name moved? Throughout the entirety of the trade deadline up until 3 o'clock today. 
Um, probably. I mean, I can't think of it. I mean, I wrote down a couple names that I thought we could see some movement. But, uh, yeah, probably. Do you think so? Yeah. Nobody ever gets traded to the trade deadline. <laughs> you know, you, you hear for a week and a half or two weeks now, oh, look out for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry to the Ravens or the Bills or even the Cowboys. And then Shefty. This morning, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. If you're ever going to trade for Derrick Henry, it's a pretty good time. He's only got $5.5 million left on his deal. But yeah, I don't see it. Saquon's not, I don't think, going anywhere. There will be some, some, I mean, like Kyler Murray. It was kind of popped up yesterday. That, the that, Vikings are? Well, just horrible. that Arizona was talking about how he's ready to play, and that was just posturing to try to get him traded. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody's trained for Kyler Murray in the middle of the season. It just doesn't happen that way. And, and, and these teams have their caps kind of set, right? I mean, it's just so it's so much different in the in the NFL than it is anything else. And another thing, it's not as big a the impact that can be made by an NFL trade is rarely the same amount of impact that can be made like in the NBA. The trade deadline in the NBA, you see all kinds of stuff flying around, but that's because one guy can make so much of, of of a difference in a five, you know, in a, with five on the floor, eight guys playing, then one guy when there's 22 and, and even more than that with, you know, the different stuff that happens. So that, I think that's part of it. I just don't think as much as the NFL wants to push it as the same cool thing that like the NBA does and, and Major League Baseball even, it just doesn't work that way. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, rarely do you see – Big trades in the NFL, period, and almost—I and, and mean, it's almost never in the season. You see them around the draft. You know, guys get moved during the draft or right around the draft, and and that's kind of when this all happens. So, I wouldn't—I would be shocked if there's some earth-shattering move that matters between now and three o'clock. So we're right here at halfway point of the season. Who's better than Well, you? last thought on trade before we move on. I mentioned I, I heard rumblings of Chase Young because he's on his last – this is his last year of his rookie deal. I think that would be dumb to let him go. I think he's still very good. Uh, but some, a contender might really want him. Um, I've always wondered, and, and I know Jerry Jones, he even said it today on his radio show, I guess, that – he doesn't in, intend on making any moves, which doesn't mean that he won't. Because he also said, "I'll, I'm not making phone calls, but I'll pick up a phone call." I, I wonder with them getting Trey Lance, if that was like a, like okay, one we got this guy, there, somebody might want a quarterback, maybe they can get some value out of him. I always kind of had that just kind of in my back pocket, like maybe they can move that guy to to get. I don't know, you know, just whatever. To help immediately or in the future. So whether was there really any intent as Trey Lance being the successor of Dak Prescott, or is it let's get this guy and someone about midseason, Minnesota, throw in a couple other teams who might want to bring him in. I don't know. We'll see. So that's my last thoughts on trade on trade deadline. Yeah, uh, it, or uh, it's just insurance. I think 
if yeah. they can't get something done with Dak, they don't want to pay him sixty million dollars yeah. next year. A question: uh, Kyler or Dak? Does that mean traded, or who would you rather have? Listen, I'm on record. Is, is, is Kyler Murray, what has he done? Yeah, no. What do you, t- you, want, you want to talk about? It, uh, one of the worst contracts in the league. Signing him the way they did. No, thank you. Listen, he's a little bitty dude, and he's he just he ain't it for me. He just isn't. He's so much like, like maybe maybe it was the Kingsbury stink, but think about Kyler Murray in the NFL. What would happen? Exactly what would happen with Kingsbury? Always start out like a house of fire and then be terrible at the end. And that's the that was Kyler Murray's career, and a big part of it is because he's itty bitty, and he gets hurt. Who's the better organization, Dallas or Arizona? Oh, come on. It's not even close. As much as people want to dog on Jerry Jones, Arizona's one of the worst franchises in sports. That one's not close. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Let's talk about him a little bit. You know, it was a while. Uh, what, two or three weeks ago? Coming out of the Dallas game? Where Brock Purdy... You know, there was all those different stats where it was him. Like, nobody had ever done this. Nobody had ever done that. Team scoring 30 points. His team scoring 30 points, nine in a row. Never, you know. Now these last couple of weeks, what is happening? Are you seeing Brock Purdy's weaknesses? Or is it have more to do with his weapons maybe a little bit dinged up and and that's just what Brock Purdy is. I said at the beginning of the year, the the more film people get on this guy, they're going to it, able to break him down a little more. Um, I think that is a big part of it. It's hard to blame the weapons, or I know in Dabo or Dabo, Debo is is he's still mm-hmm. not there, but he's still got got McCaffrey. But you can't lean on him, and you got Kittle, but. I just when they lost, I thought, well, the honeymoon's over. That's what I my first immediate thought was that the Purdy honeymoon is over. Now he's down back to reality. We'll see if he can get out of it. I think we'll see. He makes throws. Still got faith in him. He makes really good throws a lot of the time. I mean, Cincinnati's defense hasn't been great. But they were really good the other day. And who beat them the week before? Was it Jets? I'm looking it up. I can't. I just can't remember. Vikings and Browns. Well, Browns' defense is, was really good. Browns' defense is really good. They lost to the Vikings. That was, you know, kind of the, that was his horrible game. You know, you, against the Browns' defense in that weather, whatever. Then horrible game. Then last week, yeah, maybe. I mean, losing three in a row, I, I I would say maybe the league has started to catch up with him a little bit. I think that's a very fair point. All right, who do you see? Who's, I, who, what's what's scary if you're a 49ers fan is if they've caught up. If, if everyone has figured this guy out and he's back to earth, are they are they in a worse situation at quarterback? Is that too? overreactive to say right you know what i mean because they got rid of trey lance 
Uh, who they have as their backup? Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, Sam. I Donald. mean, it looked like their future and was it, absolutely set. Yeah, it is Arnold because there's talks of him actually playing this week or last Sunday. It looked like their f- future at quarterback was set for the long term with the emergence of Purdy. But if he's looking like a seventh round pick now, what 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 are they thinking now? What what are the? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, but they're not shy of going. Okay, we'll make another change of quarterback. <laughs> you know? I mean, their their choices now are Purdy, Sam Darnold, or Brandon Allen. The cupboard isn't quite as stocked as it looked like it was just a few weeks before uh, ago. Right. So, very interesting in the NFL. Who's better than you thought halfway through the season? Uh, let me bring up my notes here. I knew, and I, I've said this before, and I'm sticking with it, and I know they didn't play great last night, but they still won. I thought Detroit would be good, but I think they're better than what I thought they'd be. And that might be as a result of their of their division is not very good. But they are beating some teams outside their division. So I, I Detroit. I just, I just kept, I kept waiting for Detroit to turn into Detroit. Turn into those lines that, mm-hmm. okay, they're back down to earth. But they've done what they've promised to do at the end of the year when they were – you know what? You know you see that trajectory at the end of the year. Man, they played really good at the end of season last season. They should be good this season, and you see that a lot. And you see teams fail to to take that momentum into the next season. They've done that, and I think they're better than what I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be good, but they're better than what I thought they'd be. See, for I me, think, I think golf is. I think I I like the way he's been playing I, outside of last night. He was good last night. I he, I mean, was, he threw a pick six, but yeah, I mean. He is definitely better than people think. And you know why? Because you know what people think of when they think of Jared Goff? L.A. gave up on him. Well, just that <laughs> Super Bowl game. A bunch of people only saw Jared Goff play one game. And it was against the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots. And he struggled. He did struggle. And no, people have would have no idea, a lot of people, how good that Jared Goff really is. And he, he's he's got weapons around him. Um, man, that Gibbs. Whew. I get it. Not supposed to draft running backs that high anymore, but man, alive. When they're young like that, boy, he was awesome last night. Goodbye, David Montgomery. Fantasy uh, well uh, worth. That's over. Or it should be after last night and the way Jameer Gibbs was. He was really, really good. Um, I think it's Seattle for a lot of the same reasons you were just saying about the, the Lions. I did not trust Geno. I did not trust Seattle to have another year. You know, last year is like they came out of absolutely nowhere. And next thing you know, there they were in the playoffs. You're thinking, okay, yeah, whatever. That's not happening again. And all they are is leading the NFC West at 5-2. and two. And they've actually beaten some good teams. You know, some of these, some of these records are kind of inflated with wins against – not great teams. Seattle won at Detroit. Seattle beat the Browns this week. They've got a couple of good wins and really should have beat Cincinnati, which they didn't, and now here comes Cincinnati, looking like the team everybody thought, and I'm sure that coincides with one thing, and that's Joe Burrow's calf finally being healthy, and now you're seeing the Bengals team that everybody thought we were going to see going into the year, and now that just makes the NFC North, or the AFC North, excuse me, 
the best division in football, and uh-huh. I don't even think it's particularly close anymore. Now that they're playing well, the Browns, obviously Pittsburgh, and then and then Baltimore. If I could give you a chance to change your pick for the Super Bowl, would you? I would. Who did you have? I had Dallas and Kansas City, I believe. No, no, no. I had Dallas and Cincinnati. I'm okay. sorry. I had Dallas and Cincinnati. Who would you change? Uh, both. Okay. I will put the Eagles there versus Kansas City. I, I think Kansas City's fine. They're fine. That That's what I'd go. I would not change. I haven't seen enough. With a to... surprise appearance of Taylor Swift at the halftime show. <laughs> I would not change. I had Baltimore beating Dallas. I'll stay. I don't see any reason to the change. The Ravens look good, yeah. Yeah. Lamar, there's some metrics out there that he's been the best quarterback in the league, which is really interesting because when, when you hear people talk about him, when they watch two or three throws a game, they'll act like he can't play. But you look at some of these metrics, pro football focus, he's the best quarterback in the league. So we'll see. But I, w- I wouldn't change. There's no, no reason to change. San Francisco kind of taking a dip sure would help. Uh, Dallas winning this week would sure help. Well, yeah, I wanted to put, keep Dallas there because, and I said it, the, they would have to go through San Francisco to do it. They've dipped, and I don't know if that path is going to cross again no, if, well, if it keeps happening. There's going to be, more than likely by the time this is over, Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco – Two of those teams are going to be on the same side of the bracket, and whoever's not is going to have a huge advantage to not have to beat both of those teams to get mm-hmm. there. And winning the East would certainly help Dallas not have to do that. Who's the MVP at this point? Am I crazy to say Tua needs to be in this conversation? Absolutely not. I would. That's the first name I wrote down. But um, um, Lamar would – is is coming on too but i i i lean to it i think a lot of the success at miami is because of him and his health and he's he's and he's throwing a good ball and he has those weapons around him but i like to right now at the halfway point if you're giving out the award give it to him for me how about you two is a good one I mean, Mahomes lost it on Sunday if we're giving out an award today. Yeah, he, you know I mean, what I mean. He wasn't AJ. That great. AJ Brown has been unbelievable. Tyreek has been unbelievable. But those guys, that's that's who's going to win like the offensive but player of the they year. Do right, they do that. But, but they're going to yeah. win the offensive player of the year, not the MVP. A lot of times, that's kind of the cop out, so that a quarterback and a and a wide receiver, maybe even on the same team, can both win an award. Right. I tell you, it's not right now. I can't say this right now because of what he's done, but I have a sneaking suspicion that if we had this conversation in four weeks, there would be another name emerging. Joe Burrow. Yeah. He's coming. He's not. You can't put him there right now because of the slow start and the calf, but he's coming. I, I think if, if I had to predict, give me Joe Burrow as the, as who's going to win the MVP. All right, who's your top five? I got Cowboys slipping back in. That was an impressive win. Uh, their defense was a when they're on fire, you, you can't beat them. And Dak was great. He was really, really mm-hmm. good. I mean, the one interception came off the double tip pass. I mean, it, it is what it is. But I got them at five. Uh, Dolphins four. 
I still got Chiefs in my top five. I got them at three, and obviously that could switch depending on what happens in Germany on Sunday morning. Uh, Ravens two and Eagles one. Yeah, I had Seattle five. <coughs> I had Kansas City four, Miami three, so I flipped those two. Yeah, and then Ravens and Eagles two and one. Is there a non-quarterback in the mix? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think A.J. Brown. I think Tyreek Hill. Hill running back's never really going to get there again, it doesn't seem like. Defensive guys. T.J. Watt seems to do a whole bunch of cool stuff each and every week. But I think right now, you know, one of those quarterbacks will step up and win it. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Welcome back. Skinny on sports. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping up a Paul Jones drug Tuesday. Paul Jones drug down at 809 North Main right here in Elk City. Convenience packaging. That's where they individually package your daily medication. So no longer do you have to fill up your pill caddy. No, no, no. They do it for you. You just open up the meds, take them, and move on down life's path. <clears throat> They've got the durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, canes, crutches, wraps, all those things. Most insurances are accepted down at Paul Jones Drug. And, of course, they've got some awesome gifts and greeting cards as well. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, care you can trust. Thank you to Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug. All right, Jared, tonight is the first unveiling of the college football playoff rankings, courtesy of the college football playoff committee <clears throat> what are you looking for in these rankings um what they think about the rest of the undefeateds that's that and then positioning for the one loss teams one loss teams is exactly where i went that's about the only thing the undefeateds are gonna there's if it go there's possibility where there's four undefeateds and if that happens it's gonna be the most boring college football playoff selection show at the end of all time because of the five left one of them's going to lose yeah because ohio state and michigan play so where they are right now i i honestly don't care it doesn't matter to me it's all about to me the one loss teams and now what that pecking order is when you look at them good luck separating them because if you look at the losses Everybody's lost to a ranked team. And if you look at their best win, everybody outside of Penn State has a pretty good win. You know, as far as losses go, Penn State has the best loss, according to the AP poll, Yeah, with Ohio State 3, Oregon lost to Washington. And then if you go by the AP poll, Oklahoma has the best win, with Texas being number 7, and then Texas beat Bama number 8. I think those three, how they rank those three, is going to be really interesting. Bama, Texas, and OU. What that pecking order is. That's I think Oregon will be the highest ranked one-loss team. Yeah. 
and then in some order the, those those next three. How would you rank the top four? Not what I think they. No, no. Will. How, how would, would you? How would I rank? Yeah, it? and the listeners two two five nine six nine eight. How would you rank the top four? I would put Georgia one. It's not popular because it's boring, but they have been dominant. They are cruising, and they are in arguably the maybe not this year, but traditionally the best conference in college football. Uh, behind them, I put Ohio State because they have some really impressive rent wins in my eyes. Notre Dame and, and Penn State. Uh, Washington, I think, needs a lot of love, and I I would put them at three. The win versus Oregon was big, and their offense is awesome. And they they they're doing things like a team, like a championship team. You know, suddenly the Arizona win looks good, but they're you know they struggled the next week after Oregon, but they had on the win. Does that make sense? Like they're and you have to a team like that has to go through something like that. And then Florida State, Florida State. I mentioned Ohio State has some impressive wins. So does Florida State with LSU. At the time, I thought beating Clemson was good and then obviously handling Duke. So that's who I would put. I know it. I think Michigan's going to be there, but I, I that's my top four. That's how I think I think they earn the right to be the top four with, See, what, with, with what they've done so far. Okay. I actually <clears> – <throat> I did this back. I, I did who I thought it was, and then I got to thinking who I think. Mm-hmm. Mine are the exact same. Of who you think it'd be, who you- who I would put, and who I think they're going to put. Yeah, I've got Ohio State one because of who they've beaten. Yeah, Florida State two, Washington three, and Georgia four. No, if Michigan has been dominant, and that probably that might give them a nod into the top four because when they talk about game control and all that crap and the way that they've beaten, but they have beaten nobody, nobody yet. And that's how I, I think they're going to have Ohio state one, Florida state two, Washington three and Georgia four. That's what I think they'll do. Because this is a human committee. Do you think there's any consideration of what could be coming for Michigan with the, I think that's interesting. The cheating to, scandal. You think they're sitting around going, guys, do we really want to? Because uh, they're about to drop the hammer on these guys. I, I mean, is there that? Or that, or is someone going to speak up, speak up and go, well, yeah, they've won those games because they know their signs, allegedly. Take the computer <laughs> analytics out of it and the human factor into it. It's interesting because a lot of it's you like know, a, It's like a jury. <laughs> what do old coaches, how do they view it? Yeah. You know, if you listen to Bob Stoops and he was on that committee, he would have a big he would have a hard time mm-hmm. with what they're getting away with. You listen to some others, a little bit older even than him, it's like, oh, everybody's doing it. I mean, look Pat Jones, for instance. I mean, you listen, you know, it doesn't seem like he has as much problem. You know, it's kind of like all's fair. And there's not a ton of that on there anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that that's that, that's something to be looking forward forward to throughout these releases there's no doubt about that is how do they handle it will they they be in the committee allow michigan to be in the to be in the playoff will the big 10 what's the big 10 going to do you know on one hand people think oh big 10 there's no way they'll do anything to them because of money on the other hand you've got 13 other teams that are mad about what's going on so do you appease the one and 
tell the other 13 to kick rocks or you know what how, how does that how does the big 10 handle that i mean did you see what yesterday there's video of him at on the central michigan sidelines helping coaches for central michigan against michigan state oh my goodness they were on the sideline he was oh the, the connor the, stallion that, that that guy yes it, it, this is nuts absolutely nuts what's going on here and Jim Harbaugh and his weekly press you he is nervous he's pretty nervous acting at the moment which looks to me like guilt question on the text line will Stutzman play Saturday I think we'll have a better idea of that today after Brent Venables meets with the media just to get I would say no I would say no. It's not looking likely. A high ankle. If it really was a high ankle sprain, it seems like those things linger and linger. Yeah, and, they're nagging injuries. Mm-hmm. I would say no. Gentry Williams did practice yesterday, so that's a good sign for Oklahoma. Did you notice the captains for this week for Oklahoma? No, that changes every week. But did you, did you notice a theme for the, this week's captains? Were they all kids from Oklahoma? They were. I know one of them was downs. I I didn't look at the rest. They were all they were all Oklahomans. Gentry, uh, Trace Ford. Interesting, interestingly enough, is a captain this week for the Sooners in Bedlam. Uh, gosh, I can't remember who else it was, but they were all Oklahomans for this week's game. So, I like that move. Lots to talk about. We'll hit Bedlam starting tomorrow. Really yep. uh, hot and heavy. I gotta go. Tradio. Radio duty calls, Jared. Have fun. 225-9697. Text in your dogs or your cats or your whatever. We'll get them sold. We'll get them moving. Anything is open to sell on Tradio. Yeah. Everything. Anything. Everybody have a great Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.